Hey followers, this is Doug Kenny from Movie Maker Doug 55. Today I'm with my coach and mentor, Andy McPhee, and we have Amber who's going to talk about her life. Hi, Amber, how you doing? Hi, Doug. Hi, Andy. Thank you so much. Yeah, hi, Amber. Me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. And just uh, um, for those who've been following the series, uh, Amber's a friend of Mel Yu, who uh, Doug and myself interviewed a few months ago. Um, so yeah, thanks and thanks to Mel for you know hooking you up with us. So it's it's awesome, you know. Thank you. Yeah. Um, thank you. Yeah, great. So Doug, uh, back to you. So Amber, I must ask, uh, what are you doing in life these days? Uh, so. At the moment, um, I'm currently a dermal therapist, which is a skin therapist. Um, I am at university, so studying my Bachelor of Dermal Science degree. Um, basically, I'm in this position because I, um, I like helping people, people that may have debilitating skin conditions, um, making them feel more comfortable in themselves, giving them more confidence in that aspect. Yeah, that's awesome. And can I ask you something like, how how much does that affect people like when they come to you um with, with a skin condition like how much does that actually stop them doing certain things in life like meeting people etc or you know feeling you know feeling uh, self-conscious at work or in public uh, places yeah that's a good question uh, a lot of people will come in and um you know sometimes they will break down um, in front of us and cry because it actually they don't want to leave their house. They they wear thick thick makeup to cover their imperfections, um, and yeah, they don't do the normal day to day tasks that normal people would do. Going out, socialising with people, they tend to just stay home all the time, um, wearing makeup, doing anything they can to sort of I guess cover their skin. Um, and I guess our role is to sort of bring that back and peel that back a little bit um, and sort of give them their confidence to go back out and, and, and show their skin. Wow. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, gee whiz. I didn't, I mean, I knew it was sort of, you know, it affects people, but sort of didn't realise that, you know, a lot of people it affects so much that they just lock themselves in. Um, and what happens if you find someone that comes in that you think, wow, this is a lot more deep seated than what they're saying. Do you actually, are you allowed to to say, look, maybe we'll take care of you skin-wise, but maybe you should go speak to someone like a professional? Are you allowed to do that, like offer that, or you, you're not allowed to? Uh, yeah, yeah, we are. So um, we do have a bit of a referral process in place where we do think if someone does have that, you know, emotional trigger that is causing their skin condition, that we would recommend for them to go and either speak to a psychologist um, you know, speak to a doctor or something like that, just because even normal day to day, like myself, I, I've gone through, I guess, my experiences and I've seen a psychologist. And even when I am in, am in my happy state, um, I still like to see a psychologist because it's someone that you yeah. can just bounce, you know, things that have happened off throughout the day. Um, and they'll just give you a mechanism to help sort of manage those things. So we always refer people um, on to whether yeah. it be psychologists um dermatologists and so forth oh that's awesome that, that's yeah. great um doug questions yeah that's really interesting so you treat people with you know skin conditions is that right 
yeah, yeah, I do. So I actually had um, one client. She she wasn't living in Melbourne, which is where I'm located. She was um, from another state in Australia, um, and she didn't even want to send me photos of her skin she didn't want to get on a zoom meeting with me um it was basically all by email or by uh, messages on the phone because she hadn't looked at her skin um in that long because so of the skin uh, condition she had so it's wow. a self-esteem thing right it is a self-esteem thing it's definitely it, it breaks down their confidence i guess and they they feel like i guess people are gonna again judge them pick on them or you know so yeah. forth I had a self-esteem issue that I had years ago when I was struggling with my autism. Mm -hmm. And I brought this up to Andy in our first episode, you know, when I was diagnosed with autism, it was 2002 when I was four and I went to kindergarten and I went to school for the first day of school. And the next thing I knew, I was told to not come back the next day to take, you know, the next day off because, you know, I, I struggled to fit in with, you know, other students. And for years I had a self-esteem issue, mm -hmm. mainly because I, I felt like a failure for not being able to perform like other people, you know, so I, I know what that's like. And yeah yeah it must be um like like doug said with the autism or um you know skin conditions or um you know even uh you know physical um uh, disabilities in the way i mean like you know my, my young son he's um he was born with uh just little stubs on his hands you know mm -hmm. and and he's also you know he's uh, got asperger's but i mean there's nothing wrong with him there's nothing wrong with doug you know mm. but it's just that stigma that comes along with it but yeah he's dealt with that all his life and then we're actually interviewing a girl next week an actress a woman next sorry she's not a girl a woman next week she's an actress and she had an accident where she lost her hemp she she could have given up and went, oh, how am I going to act? No one's going to want me. But she's working on a regular TV. She's actually on um, uh, General Hospital. She's a regular cast member and has been for, you know, three years or four years. So, um, you know, it's, 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 it is tough for when people um, have to go through that. So not, we're not, our series is not about um, offering people any solutions. It's about, listening to people like yourself and these yeah. other amazing guests we have on to go okay there is there is something i may be able to do i've just got to find um access to that um and uh, yeah so that must be quite uh for you it must be really um just really a terrific feeling at the end of the day where you know you've changed someone's life um or given them you know opportunity to see hey there's hope out of this you know yeah, that that's one of my favourite things because, you know, even when you do go through school or, or yeah, you do have a, a disability of some sort and people pick on you and things like that, it's not, it's, it it shouldn't happen. It's it's a horrible thing. Um, nobody nobody's born to bully someone, and for yeah. people to actually have that um, bullying put on them, um, it like what's the word it basically it breaks you down and breaks your confidence down for later in life and it affects you later yeah. in life in the things that you need to do and you know everybody is human um everybody is that the we're all the same basically like nobody's better than anyone yeah. and i think we need to really get rid of that stigma that there's people that are above other people when they're not 
Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. So yeah, Amber, that's that's really incredible that what you've done for people. I must ask though, it didn't always start that way. Uh, what happened that turned your world upside down? Um, so I guess uh, I, growing up, yeah, going through high school, um, primary school for me was fine. Um, everybody I think gets along in primary school. It's probably one of your, your happier times. Um, but then once mm. you get into your teens and you move into high school, um, you do get bullied and you know, I actually, when I think about it now, I actually don't really have any idea why, why I was bullied. It might be that, you know, I wore something that somebody didn't like, so they made something up about it and they would bully me about it. So I, I became quite a, I lacked in confidence a lot. Um, I lacked in um, seeing myself as, I guess, worthy. Um, and then from there, I, I found myself in a toxic relationship cycles with boyfriends and um, you know, a lot of the time they would be saying, you know, yeah, I love you and so forth, but the behavior wasn't reflecting that. Um, and I guess that sort of pushed me down a lot as well. Um, and it got to the point where those relation or that relationship had to come to an end. Um, and I decided to leave Melbourne and move to a remote island in Queensland, um, where I worked there for 10 months. Um, and that I came back a different person. I just sort of, I guess, left everything that had broken me down behind um, to meet new people that I had never, I've never met before. They knew nothing about me. Um, and I built my confidence again. Um, and I, I, I became a completely different person. Um, from there, I've moved back to Melbourne to study because I've, I've witnessed there, they had a spa on the island. Um, and I witnessed there a lot of the guests that would come and they would go in and have spa treatments. And I myself would go in and have spa treatments. And I was like, this makes me feel good. Um, so from there, I thought I'm going to study this, but I knew that I didn't just want to study just your basic beauty therapy. I knew I wanted to go more, um, and more into, um, skin conditions, like anything from say, um, cystic acne to eczema to psoriasis, um, rosacea, things that I guess, um, people struggle with a lot, um, don't know how to manage and they, they, they feel like they can't. I guess, leave their house without wearing a lot of makeup and so forth. That was sort of what pushed me into doing that, being able to help people, help people in that aspect. That's, that's great. And, you know, what I get out of what you shared about leaving, not a lot of people can do that. Like they might leave the relationship, but they're still in the same area, same suburb, same town, you know. Um, and look, I'm not saying that you're not going to move beyond that, but what I hear from you is just the fact that you moved to a remote island up you know, Queensland, I think you said, um, mm. just to really get away. And it probably gave you a ton of time to look at yourself and go, okay, I didn't cause any of this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like when you're away from all that, you can actually go, I didn't cause it. It's nothing to do with me, what people did to me at school or what my ex-boyfriends did. And they've got things that they need to deal with. So that gave you a refreshing start to just really get, hey, I can go wherever I want because it's not me who caused That's this. Right. And so, you know, yeah. coming back and doing what you're doing now, helping other people, same as Doug, you know, um, you know, Doug isn't autism. It's just something that occurred when he was born. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah. you know, some people are born into amazing families. Some people are born into families where people are not dealing with, you know, their stuff. And that immediately you being born or prior to being born, you can, you can absorb all that before you even enter the world. 
That's which right. you know, a, a, another lady uh, we had on here, Angela Savage, whose dad uh, was uh, um, what was what was uh, what's his first name, Doug? David Sweet Savage. Oh, David Savage. Yeah, he was an Indy 500 car driver, and he sadly, mm-hmm. you know, lost his life um, after an accident uh, back in the 70s. And Angela wasn't born like she was still in her mum's womb and, mm-hmm. you know, her mum was watching her husband race and the accident happened and they, they found out after and since 9-11 that you can be born with post-traumatic stress oh, yeah. prior to being born if the mother's gone through something terrible. And her story, uh, which people can see on here and you can yourself have a look at it when you get a chance, is mm. she dealt with just drugs and mental health and suicide thoughts and, you know, so we we're at the we're at the beck and call of when we come into life whoever's around us can affect us dramatically or you're just born with a card that no one else was dealt with um and you know it's it's amazing to see people be able to move beyond that and you sharing a little bit about toxic relationships um and i won't go into it here too much because it'll take up your time but as I, you know, mentioned to you before, I was the boyfriend you left, and I don't yeah. mean quit boyfriend and girlfriend, <laughs> but what I'm saying is that I'm that guy that people, women left because I didn't deal with whatever caused my anger, and and I have mm-hmm. a, a rough idea what, but there was no blame to anyone else. I just didn't deal with it right through my whole life, which led to really, you know, having a great life but then there wasn't a great life because i was pushing people away all the time like not dealing with it and now i really get um what damage that does emotionally um to 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 the women that i was with like i'm talking to them now but it still doesn't mean that they've got rid of that hurt and that Mm -hmm. that pain because they're dealing with it but it will always be there and you know like um, even though I have a great relationship with, you know, pretty much 99% of the people, it would only take me just to, they might be talking, I might go, hey, and raise my voice. And all of a sudden it's like, whoa, oh, uh-oh, mm-hmm. he's off. <laughs> no, and so I have to be aware of that. It's, it's, um, so I really understand um, what you've, you've been through and um, the fact that you went away you got to see you, you came back brave, you came back strong, you, you're creating your own life um, and dealing with the bullying. Uh, was there other things in your life that, you know, sort of could have tipped you over the edge the wrong way, um, but you were strong enough to um, get through that? Yeah, so um, I basically had a, quite a few ups and downs um, past once I got past the boyfriend, um, the boyfriend sort of stuff. Um, I was friends or I am friends with Mel. So obviously experiencing the the loss of her partner who was friends with my, my, um, one of my boyfriends that I had at that time. So we were, we shared the same friendship group. So that, you know, even though I didn't, um, experience it on Mel's level, that loss of a friend in a group, it, it is quite challenging. And then watching my friends have to go through that grieving process as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, about five years ago or so, I did lose uh, someone very, very close to me as well in a, in a road accident. Um, and that, that I, I probably didn't give myself enough time to grieve. I was, um, 
working in a position where it was casual. So I had to go to work. Otherwise I wouldn't get paid. Um, I was living out of home. So I didn't want to add that additional stress of not having that money to pay my rent. Um, and I think I just didn't allow myself that time to grieve and go through the processes of the grieving stage. Um, I took a lot of, I guess, my emotions out on a lot of my friends, whether it would be, um, anger, um, crying a lot, um, very erratic. Um, and I would just switch like that and it would change. Um, and I couldn't actually for a little while, I couldn't see that that's what I was doing. And then one day I sort of, it was almost like I woke up and I was like, Oh, hang on a minute. The things that I've been doing aren't a very out of character for me what's going on and then that's again like I I did see a psychologist back in the day when I was experiencing the ex-boyfriend situation um but I hadn't gone and seen one again yet about the loss of that that person close to me so yeah um, yeah. just to add to that I know exactly what you mean a few years back when I went through that rough spot that I told both you and Andy about Mm. Uh, there was a point in 2014 where I, I said a series of things against a race car driver on social media. Mm -hmm. It was a race car driver that I wasn't a big fan of, but I said some awful things about him. And I also, and it lasted for the course of like a year Mm -hmm. and it drove a lot of the people that I grew up with away from me. Like it was so out of character for me. And looking back, I think the reason I said so many bad things on social media, I think it was because of what I was going through with my personal struggles and the hormones of being a high school teenager. But a lot of people that I grew up with and and had on social media, they they dropped me in the aftermath of it because they didn't want, and I think it was because they didn't want to see me fall apart. They probably knew that my life was, you know, crumbling. And look, Doug, I'll add something to that. It, it, you don't know what they were thinking. Mm. Yeah. You know, and we can waste a lot of energy going, oh, but maybe they did. It doesn't matter. It matters that you get what you did and that you cleaned it up, right? Yeah. And when you clean it up, then you'll see sometimes people will come back and go, oh, well, man, that was great. I saw what you post. That was good. It, 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 we can waste so much time and energy on, like even if you've done something wrong or something against someone and thinking, oh, what are they thinking? It does, it, you can't ever work out what they're thinking until they tell you. So That's instead right. of wasting that energy and moving forward and, and cleaning up the messes that, we are responsible for if that's the case like and it's not an easy thing to do like to to own up and clean up whatever you create it doesn't mean that you know especially with the relationship so it doesn't mean that the ex-girlfriend or boyfriend is going to talk to you if you cause something but they accept the fact you've owned it mm-hmm. they may never talk to you again but you've let them free and you've let yourself free um yeah to to move on so yeah that's and- what's really important yeah, and what matters is I did clean up my act. Like That's a couple cool. years after the things I said, I went to the cup race in Phoenix and I actually met the team that the driver was with. And I also met him in person and I got a photo with him and and kinda hmm. I kinda said, you know, sorry for what I said on social media about you. And and he was like I don't remember a lot of the things that were said about me at that period. 
Yeah, but see, that's that's my point. We, it's great that we acknowledge we've got to clean something up, but it's the time you waste thinking. And half the time, someone would go, "Oh, um, I didn't even read it." You know, it's yeah. only <laughs> us that gets it. It's us cleaning it up. So, um, yeah, that's really cool, Doug. And and uh, yeah, uh, Amber, that's it's just a great not a great story what you went through, but it's a great mm-hmm. story of how you went through it and how you, you come out and yeah, like, Hey, you're, you know, working in dermatology. So some people are like, Oh, wow, that's, that's not my deal. But for you mm-hmm. and what you do to other people, that's those people with those, those issues with their skin to free them up, to be able to get out in the world. Hardly any one of us will ever meet them or know them. It'll only be people in their close circle. But the That's difference right. that makes to those people to be able to get out and not feel like you're being stared at or something's wrong is is enormous. It's enormous. Yeah. That's right. And uh, that's, I guess that's what makes me feel good at the end of each day working um, and going to bed and, and, and knowing that I've helped someone. That's, that's my yeah. I guess, main sort of thing. Yeah, and it helps. And it really gives you that sparkle in the morning to get up. And, it does. You know, every day it's not going to be the same people you're dealing with every day it's going to be someone new come in or someone that you have you know obviously been working with but you see mm. them change you see their emotions change you see their their spirit change and you think wow this is i'm a skin psychologist yes. you know and that's um, that's almost what it is as well like working within the industry a lot of people they do come and when you are performing these treatments on them they sort of open up to you um and mm. you learn a lot about their lives and um a lot about what's bringing them down or you know things like that so it's also sort of learning from my side of things as well not to take on I guess their worries and their woes and making it yeah. weigh me down. So um, it's a big balance uh, <laughs> in doing yeah. that. But yeah, it's good. That's actually a really good point. I'm glad you said that because I was only talking to someone about this yesterday that, um, yes, people are dealing with things all the time. Like, mm-hmm. you know, social media is wonderful. We use it, but it's also dangerous if you get trapped into like, watching all the time watching what other people are doing and some certain people can just look at that and go oh well i've done it i've gone oh my, my friend he's just booked another job well he's doing this he's got that well oh well what's wrong with me there's nothing wrong with me because i'm not him yeah and maybe i'm not doing something in my area of acting that i i'm connecting up with my agents whatever it is but it, it's a great thing social media i love it but it's also something you got to be aware of not to really have time off it like really go i'm not gonna because you know what it's like we all do you'll go to check an email and before you know it you're on facebook you're on instagram you're on tiktok you're on twitter you're reading (laughs) stuff getting emotionally involved in it it's Mm -hmm. okay for 15 20 minutes then get off it just because it's not going to change your day unless it's it's something like um something maybe like this or another great motivational inspirational videos that really help you see something that's great but the rest of it's just really it's all about me 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 look at me look at me look at what i'm doing you know okay that's cool but don't get up involved in it you know yeah and because it can make you i guess yeah and it can make you look at your own life and think like you like you're not exceeding like you said um yeah yeah and then you sort of feel down on yourself like and it might then um, hinder your, I guess, day on achieving what you want to achieve because you're then sort of, I guess, worrying about what other people have achieved. Yeah. 
Yeah, 100%, yeah. mate. You know, it's... Um, yeah. yeah. One of the things that I did a few years back when I went out on a journey to rediscover happiness after my rough senior year, one of the things that I did was improve myself in my Christianity. And my pastor told me when I met with him during my rough spot that I needed to learn certain elements of the fruit of the spirit. Mm -hmm. And he told me that I needed to work on patience, self-control. And he needed, he also told me that I need to work on joy and, you know, peace. And let me remember there was another, uh, and faithfulness. And he told me that there was a list of the fruit of the spirit, but he told me certain ones that I needed to work on. And I must mm. say, you know, I must just say for the record, you know, you can't feel happiness without certain parts of the fruit of the spirit. That's right. And, and look, you know, Doug's written a couple of great books. I mean, he's written eight books, but uh, he's written a couple of best, or I won't say bestsellers, but they're pretty close. Like they're selling uh, right up on the high percentage on Amazon with his uh, book on autism. Um, and also he's written a couple of um, books on faith. And, you know, like not that this discussion is about faith or Christianity, because that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother um, <laughs> A series, you know, but everyone everyone has their own free will and choice to to choose what they do, and um, you know, like uh, I ride with Bikers for Christ, and um, you know, I've been involved in motorcycle world for a long time, and I still have really great friends um, who ride with you know other clubs and that. I don't judge them for what they're riding. I just I I just go. I have friends with people who are just genuine, good human beings, not trying to get anything from me. I'm not trying to get anything from them. And, um, you know, I think it's, it's everyone's journey is separate, uh, you know, uh, to, to do what they do in life. I think what Doug just said, regardless whether you're, you know, you're in the faith or you're not, it's it, the first thing in life is really you've got to treat people how you want to be treated yourself and, you know, yeah. not, um, not, not making people wrong, but, um, I was just going to say, Doug, look, um, we've run out of time, so uh, um, we'll have to, uh, you know, get to the end of this. But, Amber, look, really, it's really cool story, you know. Like, it's um, it's just great, again, to hear, you know, where how you refuse to be held back by, you know, whatever happened at school, uh, the sad loss of a, a close, you know, someone close to you, the mm -hmm. bullying, the broken relationships just to be able to keep going through that and find yourself again and then return to where you left with a whole new spirit and not being affected by any of that and now now helping other people in your way which is just really really awesome you know i think the as well um the biggest thing that sort of helped me was actually seeing a psychologist because if i didn't do that i wouldn't have been able to recognize the patterns um and now I even like a lot of the things that my psychologist taught me, I sort of, if other people come to me with their concerns, I say, well, think of it this way. What evidence do you have on that thought that you're having? And that sort of, I guess, I probably wouldn't be where I am today had I not reached out and, and, and gone to a psychologist. And I know um, a lot of people, it's still a bit of a taboo sort of topic, yeah. um, seeking help yeah. and things like that. Um, yeah. But I think it's one of the best things that, anyone could 
ever do yeah absolutely and if you need help just go go seek help like it look um it doesn't matter um what you believe in during you know whatever you believe whether you're a christian you're not a christian you're a you know you're you're into any sort of faith if you need professional help you Mm. go get professional help it doesn't mean anything about what you believe in that doesn't poo poo that you know like that's why professionals are here like doctors nurses specialists psychiatrists dentists like you know like some people do they go oh no but uh, I can't, you know, and I respect that. If someone says my faith doesn't allow that, if they're in a very, you know, um, uh, you know, strong, strong faith that doesn't believe in certain types of medical health, okay, that's that's okay, that's, that's what you believe. Sense. But you know, beyond that, you if you need help, psychological help, you need, you know, doctors, specialist surgery, you've got to go do that because. Yeah. You know, um, sadly, if you don't, then things can turn, you know, in, in, a, in, a, in a bad way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And the world would be a better place if everybody, you know, remembered to treat others with kindness, treat people oh, yes. the way you want to be treated. You need to remember yeah. to do that. I think, I think really, like, I don't know, it's only my view, but I think, you know, I think pretty much everyone on the planet has the same thought. The trouble is it's it's the negative, the the bad stuff that that hits the news and we tend to start thinking oh everyone's no no, everyone's in their own little world under pressure of Mm -hmm. earning money paying rent going to work COVID, this and that and everyone most people you meet when you get to know them they're all dealing we all deal with the similar things we just forget sometimes and let that overtake us and forget the person in front of us is probably dealing with the same thing you know like uh, that story i shared with you guys earlier about the guy abusing me in the car for you know parking somewhere where he could get in but he was just having a bad day and then he's throwing abuse at me and you know back in the day I probably would have got out and confronted him but I just said sorry man I I should have taken more care and moved a bit out of the way and I I don't want to send you home getting angry at your wife or your kids and I couldn't believe it he come over to the car and shook my hand and said actually I'm really sorry mate because you actually didn't do anything he said I've just had a really crappy day I went oh this is cool man thanks for coming over so we don't know what people are dealing with you know we don't yeah um and it's just being aware of that but hey Amber again thank you so much for taking time to come on and sharing your journey um Doug again thank you for you know uh you know keeping uh our series going here you do an amazing job and uh um appreciate uh you and appreciate you amber too thank, thank you. you thank you so much guys for having me on it's been um it's been great i've never done anything like this before so it's really stepping out mm. of my comfort zone which is good and um yeah i've really enjoyed it thank you no yeah, problem thanks. it was a pleasure for us to have you on the program and i want to thank you thanks doug no problem. Thanks, Andy, for being a good drill instructor for me. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. I want to thank both of my guests for appearing on the show. Please check out the link to my autism book, which is right up here. And we'll see you next time on Relentless and Unstoppable. <laughs>